Welcome back, guys. Uh, this is McCarty. That is my first name. Um, and my last name is Maxwell, so it kind of seems like my name is backwards. Uh, but that's my real name, okay? And don't make fun of it, because it's a cool name. So, yeah, that's it. And then Nate is here with me. Um, some people call him Nathan. Some people call him Nate. No one calls him Nathaniel, but that's his real name. Nate, do you have trouble in airports with that? I have no trouble in airports. Um, I do everything that is official with Nathaniel. I don't know if it's because I learned a lesson at some point, but it's always Nathaniel. I think that nicknames are given to people with not real names. And we don't have to discuss it further, but like clearly Nathaniel's not a real name. So we call him Nate. Um, and this is the first of all podcasts. Uh, we do this every Thursday. Uh, we record on Wednesday. We'd like to make sure that people are aware of that because we're not liars. Uh, but we post it on Thursday. And the best way to find it is on Facebook. Uh, we have a, a Facebook page. Uh, or you can look at my personal Facebook. It's on there. Uh, but we're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. And we're on the Anchor app, which is where we record. So uh, you guys can pretty much find us anywhere. Uh, and with all of that, we are going to jump right into it. So, McCarty, right now I'm teaching a, a leadership course. It's an eight-week leadership course at the community college that I work at. And one of the things that we have started to discuss is workplace benefits. Um, and we, They really just, like, let anybody teach classes now, huh? Well, when you know as much as I do about leadership and you've been in the, uh, the, trench, the trenches of leadership, as I would call it, um, it, you know, it's an obvious choice. I would think that you have never been in a, like a trench in real life. That's what I would say. Well, no, you're right. Um, I don't think I've ever been in a trench. I, was say, I don't know. I don't know if many people are just in trenches, uh, unless you count the Creek in my backyard when I was younger. No, it doesn't count. Okay. So anyway, what we, what was asked of, um, the class was what they expected, for like workplace benefits and the idea was that they would say the typical thing like if you if you haven't had a job or uh, haven't had any benefits of any sort the typical things would be like you know we'd like a, a nice w workplace environment you know healthcare, what all that kind of stuff um all the basics and then as a leader as we're moving into this new i don't even know if there's a word for it like there's no really good way to say it but we're moving into like a new era I feel like of benefits and to discuss that with them as the future of what benefits are going to look like with some examples. So the, the example that was used, the, the big example, this isn't like a bunch of little ones, but there was a big example that was used and I didn't know this, but in broad ripple, which McCarty and I kind of were there for like four years together in that area uh, of Indianapolis, Indiana in broad ripple, there's actually something called, and I'm going to get it wrong. I think it's developer town or developer world i don't know which they actually converted this giant warehouse space um and then they bought a bunch of mccarty have you seen the tiny homes being advertised i have yeah those are cool i don't really know how much they cost um but like the one of the reasons that you get one is like the minimalist uh, the minimalist lifestyle. You like you could, you think you can live on nothing, but actually, my family's thinking about getting one for my granddad uh, because the house that he lives in is too big. He doesn't want to go into a nursing home, so it's like maybe we just get a tiny home. 
you know, and just pull it around on a truck or something. Yeah. So these tiny homes are kind of, I mean, they're kind of taking over for, I feel like for uh, maybe our generation or the younger generation, a lot that's very appealing. Like, let's just have a little tiny home and that's all we need. And, and, and it's not, uh, we don't have to go into tiny homes right now, but it's not what you need. But anyway, this company has decided, and, it, and if this wasn't clear, these people that work there are software developers. So, you know, they're essentially on doing stuff on a computer but they decided that they are going to put these tiny homes in this warehouse. These tiny homes are tiny enough to be on wheels, and uh, these are going to be their individual offices. That, well, I don't know. I wouldn't want that. Like, first first reaction is I wouldn't want that. Um, but it, it is very interesting. It kind of defeats the purpose of having a tiny home if you put it into, like, a bigger home. You know, it's like, Basically, you just gave them a bedroom in a warehouse, and I don't know that that's like really what they were going for, but I like the creativity of it. I like that it's like different. I think that's what companies are having to do now to like set themselves apart instead of just being like a really quality company with like very tangible benefits or just being like exceptional at the work that they claim to do. Now they have to have all these like quirky things to attract people like the open workspaces or like you get a medicine ball as your uh office chair it's like you know like quirky things like that that's like not really relevant but it's just a way to like attract younger people i guess yeah and i i've thought about the benefit stuff a lot like there's there's more that we'll talk about for sure but this one just kind of piqued my interest because so they said it's on wheels and i'm sure there's more to what they do with the with the tiny homes but I guess when a project is done and you move on to work with other coworkers on another project, you just push your tiny homes together and it's like a little community for your project. And I'm like, I, I do believe that that, you know, it could have benefits. Um, like that's your little community. You guys are working on community building as you're doing that. Um, and I, I don't really have a question to it, I guess. If I, if I had a question, it would be what's the weirdest you know, what's the weirdest benefit or best benefit that you've ever seen a company have or been offered? Do you have one of those? Uh, no, not really. Um, I don't, I mean, I haven't worked that many places and haven't like investigated, uh, benefits that much. And here's what I'll say about benefits. And of course, Nate said, we'll talk more about it, but there needs to be a class in college where you learn, what to like ask for or what to negotiate when you get a job because here's agree. the thing we we all go to college and we pay all this money for it and then you come out with this degree for me for example I, I have a sports media degree and I could work in sports media based on the expertise that I was taught at my university I, I believe that but what I didn't learn was how to apply for an apartment how to get help how to pick out health insurance that was going to be the best for me how to buy a car using a credit card with no interest. There's like all these things that life, like life hacks, a life hacks course is really what we need. And no one teaches you that stuff. They, they want you to be so prepared for life outside of college. And what they don't realize is that most of your life is not at work. Like we do spend a lot of time at work, but the things that are like actually relevant, like getting an apartment or getting a new car or getting health insurance, like all of those things help you survive. And we don't, we're not taught any of that stuff. So I know that's not exactly what you were asking, Nate, but in terms of like the weirdest benefits or like what I've seen, 
like I didn't I haven't seen a lot because I didn't study like what to ask for, like what would be helpful in the benefits world. I mean, I have standard benefits now and I like understand it more because I'm on my second job. But in general, like that's not really something that we're taught out of school. No, but it's a good point, And it still has to do with benefits because a lot of the you know, a lot of the um, I think some people, some companies will tell you if they have a, it's usually HR in conjunction, maybe with the business office, but the offer that is given to you, it's kind of their job to try, I mean, not, not to intentionally do this, but to try to get you in at the lowest um, that they can offer. And it's oh, not, I think it is intentional. You. It's definitely intentional. Well, I think there's, I think there's the other side of it. Like we really want this person. Maybe it's a job that's like sought after, like we're going to, we're going to try to get them with the best possible offer. But I think for the most part, it's intentional to get them in at the lowest that they can. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, and that's, that's the annoying part though, is that like, it's like a, yes, here's this job, but you're going to have to do it for nothing because we have all the leverage, which yeah. is annoying. And it starts there and nobody teaches you how to negotiate that. Um, and you, you more than most people that I know jumped in right away. Like to me, when I got a job, it was like, Hey, uh, maybe I probably don't deserve this job. Um, they offered it to me, so I'm not going to do anything to compromise that. And I'm going to accept it. I'm just going to accept it. Whereas you, um, just t- can you talk about some of the things that you've asked for? Yeah. Well, Nate also is not mentioning that he doesn't listen to anybody. So everybody in his life is like, no, definitely negotiate. And he's like, no, I won't do that because he doesn't listen. So that's really like the gist of it. But for me, I was told by some people that I know and trust in my life, some mentors that told me kind of how to go about it. So I asked for more money, which is like the easy one. Um, it's easy to ask for it because like everybody asks for it. They're probably going to say no, but it's easy to ask for. So I just like made up a number that I thought I was worth to see a guy could get more money, which I didn't um, at either one of my jobs. And then I asked for like very tangible things that you need in your job that you don't really think to ask for. So things like a laptop um, that you can take home or that you can transport to meetings and stuff like that. Cause if you don't have one, you're going to use your own personal laptop. And the more usage you put on a laptop, you know, the worse it gets. So you're going to have to buy a new one eventually. And that's not your responsibility to use your own laptop for work purposes. So that's an easy one. And companies are usually pretty, uh, lenient about giving one of those and like whatever one you want. Like if you want a MacBook like Nate, does, that's $2,000, they'll probably get you one. I don't have one of those, but you know, for people that need, think they need that, um, you could ask for that. Other things like cell phones. Um, at my first job, they did pay for my phone. Um, they paid for like my plan, my unlimited plan. So I was just like on, uh, the company's plan, which was super nice and saved me like a hundred dollars a month, which is great. Uh, and then they also paid for like a brand new phone for me every two years. So if you stay there long enough, you get like brand new stuff. Um, my new company doesn't cause they're not big enough to really like have that established, which is annoying. Um, but that's something to ask for too. That saves you a, cu- a bunch of money. Uh, ask about vacation times. Believe it or not, that stuff is negotiable. Um, a lot of people have like strict vacation policies, but you can negotiate stuff within your actual department. Uh, that's like an unwritten thing with your boss or whatever. So, um, you can do that like six time vacation time, personal days, all that stuff is negotiable. Uh, and also just something you should be aware of before you ever sign anything. Cause if you're going to a job that might pay you a bunch of money and they give you a laptop, they give you a phone, and then you get two vacation days a year, you're going to be miserable. So you, you need to know that stuff kind of going into it. Um, there's other things that you should be aware of, like travel. Nate does this more than me, but 
um, like driving to places if they pay for your meals, if they pay for your gas and your mileage, all that kind of stuff. So it's just like tangible things that you should be aware of before you ever sign anything. So, you know, like totally what you're getting into. Yeah. And this, this really got me into, as I'm doing this, this class with them, this really got me into um, an awareness that there are companies out there that if you start working for them, you know, here's your salary, here's your, um, your insurance. There are, there's another set that's like, like what McCarty's asking for laptop, phone, vacation days. Here it is. That's what's negotiable. And that's like, I feel like that's where we kind of should be and where we're moving into. There are some companies who are just, you know, like developer town, they're all in, let's figure something out. And so for the esports world, which McCarty's in, there's one that there's a benefit that I think is really interesting that most, most of them put on there. If you are, I've seen it in remote jobs for esports and I've seen it in regular jobs for esports, but it says unlimited vacation time as long as you get your work done. What do you think about that? Yeah, I would say that's kind of how my job is. Um, I work remotely, so I'm based out of Atlanta where, where I just moved to, but I work remotely so I can pretty much do my job from anywhere. There's a handful of meetings that I actually have to attend in person, but they're not nearly as frequent as it is just like phone calls and video chats. So I can do that from literally anywhere. So I wouldn't say that it like in the, the package that I signed that there was like a clear statement of like unlimited vacation days, just get your job done. Um, but it's kind of like the way that it works out. Um, yeah. And I think that's how the adult world should be, you know, like we as adults, especially as millennials, like me and they are, we're literally trained to do jobs uh, and multitask. So we're trained to do more than one person's job at the same time for one. And two, uh, we can do things very efficiently, very quickly, and also while we're doing something else. So um, it, to me, that's just how our world is trending. You should you know, give your, your employees the benefit of either working remotely or having a shorter day, um, having some sort of incentive for them to do their work quickly and efficiently and do it well. Uh, and then also giving them a chance to enjoy life. That's one thing I love most about my new job is the freedom of it. You know, I have, I have work that I have to do every day. Um, I kind of get to wake up when I want and do it and stay up, you know, later and do it if I, if I want to, but also when I don't have work to do, then I get to just live life. You know, I get to go to the gym. I get to go out to lunch with friends. I get to play Xbox. I get to do those things that I want during the day when, I'm not tied up with stuff. And Nate, I think agrees with me, but we're kidding ourselves as a working professional world. If we think we actually have something to do all day, we don't like, that's a fact. If you do have something to do all day, that's because you put off work that you could have been doing days ago and you could have spread it out more than you are and you procrastinated. And now it's like all due in one day, but there's, there's not a job in the world that's actually busy all day long. I don't believe it. You could try to convince me of it all day long, but I promise you there's no job in the world that needs eight hours a day to do. They're just not, it's it, we, our society is so stuck on the eight hour work day and we have to get away from that. Nate, do you even know what the origin of the eight hour work day is? I have no idea. I think I have this right. And, and somebody can comment and tell me I'm wrong, but I think it comes from the original Ford factory. So the Ford cars, um, they used to work in shifts. So they worked in eight hour shifts, which is, eight or 24 divided by three is eight. So they had three shifts. So what they would do is work from the eight to five and then five to whatever, 
And then I'm not going to do the math, but you got it. There's three shifts in a day. And that's where it comes from. That's how they kept the factory running all day long. And I guess that just got so popular and, and so widely adopted that we're still stuck on it today. But there's just no jobs that need eight hours a day. There's just not. We all are just, especially young people, are trained to do things more efficiently. Yeah, I agree completely. And I actually, um, so this is where I get some of my information. Um, I listened to a, a leadership podcast by Craig Groeschel. And he, uh, I recommend it, look it up, but he had a talk about generations with a generation expert, which I didn't even know that was a thing, a generation expert named Jason Dorsey. And what they talked about was that millennials were, like McCarty has been saying, millennials and Gen Z are being raised differently than baby boomers and generation X. Um, and I forget the other one, um, anyway irrelevant irrelevant generation yeah so we're being raised differently we were doing more things at once and that's not a bad thing it's uh it's not to say one smarter or anything like that we just when it comes to work we do like to dive in if there's a project if there's a cause if there's something that we can get behind the work's going to get done and it's going to get done at our um at any job we have the work's going to get done as long as the work is there it's going to get done but when there's no work there other than coming up with new work if your company says you know, you have uh, rain on some creation of new things that work's going to get done, too. And that's going to excel because millennials and, and Gen Z and, um, you know, so in that. I'm not I don't know the other generation, so I'm going to stop trying to say it. But in that um, age group, these people are trying to do more and more and the work will get done. But when there is no work to be had, as McCarty is saying, we need to get away from the eight hours because it puts us it puts us behind rather than and forward i think well the, the other thing too is the motivation for work is different now than it probably ever has been at least you know in our parents generation and maybe their parents generation so it can it kind of morphed from even going back to the ford factory like people worked at that factory not because they loved ford cars or they loved putting one little bolt on a screw and that was their whole job for eight hours they didn't love that they did it because it provided for their family they needed money to put food on the table and to have a home and to put clothes on their kids. And that was their work satisfaction. That's where their motivation came from. Now, fast forward to me and Nate in our professional world, we want to love our job. We want to love what we do and the impact that it has and the result of the work that we do. Regardless, in most cases, maybe not as much for Nate as it is for me, but regardless of what the pay is, I, I, don't really care. I took a pay cut to have the job that I have now. And I love my job now. I did not love my job before. And it was worth the pay cut for me. Like I, I didn't care about the money nearly as much as I cared about just legitimately enjoying what I do on a day-to-day basis. And that is more fulfilling to me than having a bunch of money and hating the eight hours that I am at work. So I think the motivation and the drive to do a job has just changed from we just need money to make our families happy and to live in this world. Now, as we want to love our job, we want our job to Im- impact somebody. We want to be a part of something greater than ourselves. Um, that kind of thing has, has sort of changed the dynamic of what we do in our work. And a lot of that goes back to we're going to do our work really, really well for the time that we have work. And then when we don't have anything to do, we're going to go enjoy life. And that's kind of how it should be. Yeah, and I, th- I do think that there's a misconception, too, that, of saying – Oh, well, what about these other jobs? Like if you take the Ford, for example, like what about Ford now? What would, what's, why can't we work at Ford now? Who's going to work at Ford? Um, 
And that to me, I think that most businesses, if they are trying to be progressive, are changing the way that they market. Um, I still think that they market to consumers, but I think if you look at commercials and advertising, a lot of those things are a cause that they put out. Coke is huge. Like they are always putting out commercials and stuff. And at the end, you're like, oh my goodness, that's something that I could get behind. That's a cause I could get behind. So I think that what these places are doing is they're changing from what they used to be. They're marketing so that they, um, that you know, you have a cause now. You feel like you belong there. You feel like you can work there. Well, the other thing too is there's always going to be people in every generation that just want a job. You know, like that's the that's the capitalist society that we live in. Like money does drive people in general, in a very general sense. So, what these companies are doing now, these factory jobs or the mundane jobs that no one wants to do, or it seems like no one wants to do them. That's when Nate's uh, question about benefits comes back in. Like, what are they offering these people outside of just the work environment? What are they offering them? that sets them up in the future. What experience are they letting them have? Um, and it, like you go back to like the Ford, I know that's become uh, for some reason an example that we're using, but they might have a management track that you start on a factory line and then you become the leader of a factory line and you become management and then you get in a desk job. And like they have all these tracks now to incentivize people to start at the bottom, to start doing the mundane labor that no one seems to want to do. Or they offer like an insane retirement package that if you stay there if you work there for only 10 years you'll have x amount of dollars in a retirement account like that's where the benefits kind of come in and why people have to be so competitive to set themselves apart uh and when it comes to benefits yep and the overall thing um and we can talk about this a little bit but the overall thing that i wanted this class that i'm teaching to understand is there are going to be the eight hour workday jobs you may have one But what I really want them to understand is the people that are moving forward and the businesses that are moving forward are the ones that are having um, these benefits or moving away from the traditional, the traditional workspace and stuff that we are used to. So you're saying the successful companies are the ones that are being creative. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I mean, so I, I can only speak to the the um, companies that I've worked at. And of course, like I said, I love my job way now, m- m- the job that I have now way more than the, the job that I had previously. But I think that's in a general sense, pretty true. Um, you look at like Google, who is sort of the standard for um, the standard for like really positive work environments, uh, though they have been in the headlines for some not so awesome things. But it's just the, the idea goes back to catering to young people. So uh, bringing in young talent, people that are going to stay for a while, uh, they're going to have the best impact, you know, immediately and then long term. So, um, yeah, I think overarching theme is just that people want to attract young people and keep them for a long time. And the way to do that is to be creative, to come up with things that haven't been done before. We're just drawn to that. Yeah, I agree completely. And I didn't. I didn't really have anything else other than that. I just the developer town got me going on uh, on benefits that are the way that they're moving. Uh, well, I have a couple extra things. Uh, we only have I don't know maybe six or seven minutes left. Um, but I wrote down, you know, as I, as I normally do, I write down things that happen to me throughout the week um, that just they have to be talked about. You know, our 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 podcast is. Uh, life lessons on mostly what not to do, sometimes what you should do, um, but also things that people just aren't talking about that need to be exposed. 
So there's, there's a handful of things that I wrote down. We don't have time to get into all of them, but one thing that I briefly mentioned at the end of last week's episode, uh, which if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you should go back and listen because we, me and they had a really awesome conversation about something that's not talked about enough. Um, and that's all I'll say about it. But I mentioned that, uh, in the last barbershop that I went to, there was a parrot in there and I don't know how else to like say that other than there was a live parrot in this barbershop. The door was open. So I said, as any normal human would say, I said that parrot could leave anytime that it wants. And the barber said, uh, they made sure that it won't, which is a very eerie thing. So Nate, what's your best (laughs) guess on why the parrot could not leave? Uh, my guess is that they probably clipped its wings. Okay. Well, you're way smarter than me because I didn't even know that was a thing. That sounds like the most inhumane thing you could ever do oh, yeah. to a bird. And yeah, so the bird's wings were clipped. So basically, it's not a bird anymore. It's just this animal that screeches for no reason. And it's, I mean, it's deafening how loud this thing was screeching. So for any barbers that listen to our podcast, just don't have a live animal in there. I don't, it definitely not a parrot. That's so dumb, especially if it can't even fly. Like, what is the actual point of it? If there, if it can't fly and all it does is screech and it doesn't speak English, like nothing happens. So there's no point to having it, but also don't have any live animal. Like we're all there to get our hair cut and we want to be done in 20 minutes and then we're going to leave and we're not going to see you for three months. So just don't have it. We just don't need it. You probably charge more in your barbershop because you have to keep the stupid animal alive. So just don't have it at all. Maybe that was part of the uh, barber's benefit negotiation. Is that you get like a stress stress relief pet or yes, whatever? Yeah. That thing, all it did was add stress to my life. Uh, <laughs> just screeching so loud. The other thing, uh, me and Nate talked briefly about this. Um, well, for those that don't know, me and Nate talk basically every day. So a lot of our podcast is like just basically our phone calls that are recorded because this is what we talk about all the time. Just random stuff like this. But um, Nate was talking about a show that he likes. Um, Nate, what's your, what's your show that you're on right now? Oh, right now I'm watching yeah. Narcos again. Yeah. Narcos is not good. So for those that want to watch it, you don't need to. Uh, go Nate check Rotten it. Tomatoes. Go check, go talk to anybody. Everybody loves Narcos. Yeah. But it's also going on like way too long. They, they, the first, the first season was like, all right, we get it. You know, he's a drug dealer and then, okay, that's it. We don't really need more than that. But the show that I watched for 26 episodes for one season, and then the second season had 26 episodes, and I only watched five, uh, is a show called Prison Break. And, Nate, I want you to just take a random guess as to what you think happens in that show. At the end of it? or like during At the, the end thing? of the show, or even what the whole show is about for 26 episodes. I've never seen it, to be honest, but my guess would be that they get out of prison. Yeah, so for a show that wants people to watch it this is just like a a psa for anybody that's thinking about starting a show or even like writing an article don't make the title exactly what the whole thing is okay because that's a spoiler and now i don't need to watch it so i don't know why i decided to watch prison break i think somebody told me it was good and i'm gonna spoil it for you because you don't need to watch it the guy tries to break his his brother out of prison by getting tattoos uh he gets the whole map of the prison tattooed on his body and then he goes into jail and he breaks his his brother out so spoiler they break out of prison that's it that's the whole show so then i was like how could they have a second season they've already done it they've already broken out of prison so the second season is they're all running from the police as fugitives and then they get caught and they go back to prison and then guess what they break out of prison again dumbest 
show of all time. And there's no reason that it should take 26 episodes. And the reason I thought about that is because Nate is watching Narcos and it's about a drug dealer. Like how much more can you do? And there's like a million seasons of it now. We could, we could honestly go on forever about TV. You know that I've said that a hundred times. Like we could, we could talk forever about what TV is now and what it was, but those 26 episode shows are just to make you fall in love with the character. They have to have something. There has to be a plot. Once they get you falling in love with the character, you'll watch, you'll watch the episodes. That's yeah, all it, it should be illegal to make a show that long, I think. Oh, it definitely should be. It wastes all your time, and at the end of it, you're like, well, I knew this was going to happen anyway. Yeah, exactly. So how, what, how many seasons does Narcos actually have? Narcos, Narcos has three, two that are about Pablo Escobar, one that's about the Cali cartel, and then I'm going to – I can't – the fourth season that just came out, is about uh, another group of another cartel. Are you like? Are you scared they're going to come after you if you say it? Like, what's the? No, I. I feel like it's like right on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of what. Oh, called. you don't know it. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's not a real fan. Is what really what we're what we're going at? I'm a so. Go ahead. I was gonna. Say, what you want. I was gonna say I'm a fan, but I, I I don't know the answer to the last one. So. He's not a real fan. He's a fan if somebody were to ask him, but he's not a real fan. Is what he's saying um i'm not going to get into the other three i'll save them for next week um i would also ask nate to wrap us up but he is truly horrible at it so i'm not going to ask him all to right do it, guys so, so thank you for joining us today i thought you were going to stop me <laughs> I was gonna let you go with it. Thanks, guys, for uh, joining us today. This is the first of all podcast. I don't. Maybe Nate said first of all this week. I don't know that I said it, um, but we usually say it a lot. So don't you know? Don't question why we named it that. Uh, we're here every Thursday. Um, we usually post them like around noon. So our podcast is like pretty spot on for like a commute home from work because it's about thirty minutes long. So. Uh, yeah, we do this every week. Uh, you can find us on our Facebook page. It is called The First of All Podcast. Um, you should like the page. Um, just kind of be a part of the community there. Uh, we post every week there. Um, and then also post it on our Facebook. So if you want to check it out, do that. Uh, like and share and leave a comment if you have something for us to talk about. But other than that, we will see you guys again next week. See you.